Welcome everyone to the gaming couch. Be it video games, card games, or board games, we'll have a good time playing. So come and join me on the couch. This is your host, Smart Boy. Hello everyone. So, I just had some good old times playing some Dungeons and Dragons. A couple friends, we get together online and we just have some fun. I'm GMing this really cool game. The three guys, great people, complete idiots sometimes it's like just having a lot of fun with it doing silly things like the tiefling warrior is taking the heads of zombies and throwing them at people it's really random there's a lot to learn from this though i think you know for this this one moment you know i kind of want to sit down and take a breather from analyzing and going in depth with certain games things like that you know we've been doing that for the past few weeks about what makes games good, certain elements, you know, story, characters, mechanics, things like that. However, we never really tackled the main question. Why? That's always a big question. And in this case, why play video games? What's so enjoyable about playing video games and, you know, board games, like tabletop games, like D&D, card games, like Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, stuff like that. Everyone has, like, a different answer. It's true. Everyone's different. There's a lot of us, so everyone's going to think something different. And for many of us, I'm pretty sure the answer goes down to, you know, it's fun. We just have fun doing it. And that's why we play it. We play it because it's competitive and we feel like we're accomplishing something, especially when you get into, like, the big competitive games, things like that. And I know me when I was younger, I did it just for shits and giggles. I had fun just going to these wacky places. And I kind of had a big imagination at least when I was younger, and I think video games kind of helped flourish that in the sense that, like, I was going to these fantastic places, the other these other worlds and things like that. And as I grow older, and I still do it, and I still play those old games, you know, Spyro, Paper Mario, Crash Bandicoot, Rocket Knight Adventures on the Sega Genesis, like, I still go back to them every now and then. And it's memorable. And for me, at least, I think that's the answer to the why. Why do I play games? It's for the memory. They do, whether it's a game I played years ago, or it's a game I'm playing recently, you know, or like D&D, which is long-term, or anything like that, there's memories that I gather. And I know majority of the games that I really enjoy, there's something very memorable about them, either because it was a time in my life that was going on and it made me feel good, or it was just the game designed a very memorable, memorable piece, you know, all the games that I've been talking about, you know, even sharing, are games that I remember very fondly for one reason or another. And the reason why I remember them is I talk about in that episode. So, you know, when I'm talking about characters, I'm talking about Valkyrie Chronicles and what happened to Isara because I already always, always remember that and I always, always remember her name. You know, I don't have to do any research and I've never done that. Like, I look up pretty much the year that the game was published and like maybe the platforms I'm not, I'm not maybe sure about that, but everything else about the game, it comes from the heart and it comes from just pure memory, especially the games that are like 10, 15, 20 years old. I don't have to look at anything else because they, they stuck with me the way they delivered really resonated with me. I learned something great for them or I had a fun time playing them. They did something for me being younger. I always remember smash bros. And even now when I'm not so, it's not that I'm not such a fan of smash bros. I'm not so much a fan of, where the franchise is going. I feel it's getting very competitive. I'm not so much a fan of that, but I'll still play it every now and then, but I'm always going back to Classic Smash every now and then just because of those fond memories of childhood. They were always great. Mario Kart Double Dash. 
which some people think is great, some people think is trash. I think it's amazing. I love it. And I go back to Double Dash every now and then because the fond memories I have from it is me, a good friend of mine that we've been friends since, like, birth. He ended up getting a lot of jobs, just, like, make a lot of cash and really help out around the house. He got very busy, and then I went to college, so I was very busy. The few times that the two of us had, like, our schedule kind of, like, match up to hang out, we ended up sitting down, play all Cup Tour mirror mode Double Dash for, like, about an hour, hour and a half, and just bullshit the entire time. Just talk to each other, hang out, catch up, and just have a good time while playing Double Dash. I, like, barely paid attention to the game anyway. That was just, like, more, like, just background distraction. So, I, you know, I always loved Double Dash just because that's what, that's what that did for me. It gave me time to reconnect with an old friend of mine. And then, as much as I made my blunder previous episode, I talked when I said Assassin's Creed 3 was multiplayer and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I meant to say Brotherhood at the start. Like, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Dead Space 2 came out the same summer. Back when I was still in high school, and since they were really summertime, I had all the time in the fucking world, and it was great just every night I rotated. I played Brotherhood one night multiplayer, and then at like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning when I was finally tired, I passed out, woke up, ate, did a few things, and then as soon as, like, the family kind of cleared out, I sat down in front of the TV again put Dead Space 2 in, because I did Brotherhood yesterday. Boom. Till like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. The games were very engaging in the way they presented multiplayer with their combat and everything, and then, at least for Dead Space 2, as a fan of the franchise anyway, the story was developing very nice, and I liked that idea of like kind of like looking into religion and space zombies and stuff like that. The mix that they did with the horror element of Dead Space 1 was just amazing. I was drawn to it, and now I always talk about those two games, because I remember that summer so well and having so much fun just playing them, that whenever I talk to people about games, I, at one point, inevitably will reference one or two of those games, if not both, for what they did. And then look forward, and I look forward at games that are coming out. I mean, hell, I'll be honest, I I rarely watch E3. I think part of that, at least for me, is that stubborn nature, is I'm so used to, like, these past memories of these awesome franchises and these awesome games that when I look forward, I'm not sure what to expect or I'm uncomfortable, especially with a lot of things that happened in the past, at least with pre-orders. Like, it's one of those idiots. And I, I, I keep swearing I'm never going to talk about it, but eventually there's going to be time we're going to talk about it. But Evolve, for those of you who know Evolve, you know exactly where I'm going with this. I did the uh, – I, I, I pre-ordered it. And I got the season pass for it and everything, so I, I sunk like 100, 120 bucks or whatever into the damn game. Turned out it was complete trash. Things like that, I, it's not that it's a betrayal of trust. It just makes me cautious of where the gaming industry is going in the future and how it's transforming old franchises into something new. Like, look at Skylanders. Even Crash of the Titans. A lot of people are, are mixed feelings about Crash of the Titans, but I've heard a number of thoughts that say, like, Crash of the Titans was actually a pretty good, solid Crash game. And people said that Twin Sandy was amazing. I really didn't care for Elos. I actually hated Crash of the Titans. And Twin Sandy, it's okay. I don't really like it. Honestly, I like Wrath of Cortex. And I got it on the GameCube. I just loved it because it was a homage back to original Crash setup with the warp rooms and everything. And that's me. It was like that homage, that nostalgia was reminding me. And then Skylanders on the other hand, when I mentioned that, like Spiral Skylanders, you took a great concept and you stuck a popular name to it, and it ruined everything. Like, the franchise wasn't so good, and it ruined Spyro's image anyway. And a lot of times they'll do that. They'll take a name, and they'll attach it to something and say, oh, look, it, it's the same person you know. It's like, no, that's not Spiral. That's a disgusting abomination. So thank God they're doing the Reignited Trilogy. End of the day, it's my stubbornness in the sense that I see where franchises are going. I see what the gaming industry is doing moving forward, and I'm not sure what I want to do about it. Like, do I want to buy into it? Am I genuinely curious about it? Uh, 
to invest time and money into it to see where it's going? Or do I keep expanding my horizons? Like I'm looking more into tabletop games where I started playing Malifaux and I still play Frostgrave every now and then. And now that I'm restarting D&D, you know, I'm, I'm branching out from a lot of video games and doing other activities with games. I mean, the biggest game I'm doing right now with video games is Mass Effect 2. I'm just revisiting that franchise since I talked about it. I'm still hesitant to go forward, though. You know, I'm still cautious of what I see ahead of me. Heck, console-wise, I got an Xbox 360 and a Wii. I don't have anything else next-gen. I don't have an Xbox One. I don't have a PS4. I never got a Wii U. I don't have a Switch. I don't have any of that kind of stuff. And it's not that they have bad games. Like, I hear a lot of good things about these games. Hell, you know, Metal Gear Solid, I never had a chance to really play that franchise. And I hear Phantom Pain is great. Luckily, you can get it on PC. And I'm thinking about picking that up and just trying it out for myself. But yeah, consoles, I just... I don't want to do the investment into potentially only having one or two games that I really enjoy, and that's that. Like, I love the Kirby franchise. So, yeah, I could pick up a new Nintendo Switch or Wii U or whatever it's on. Actually, it's Switch. Pick up the Switch and pick up Kirby Star Allies. I hear great things about it. Don't get me wrong, and I've seen it, and it looks amazing. I just don't want to invest on a console in one or two games I'll be interested in. And then looking at, like, Breath of the Wild and Odyssey, hell, I have no care for them. I feel like they're giant collectathons. Like, you take Odyssey... And considering there's, like, you get off the Odyssey in a level in one of the kingdoms and, like, oh, there's a moon right behind you. Boom, that's a moon done. I don't like a collectathons. I think it's really cool having the ability to move Mario like that with bouncing off the hat and everything. It's really cool. However, I think it would have been better with more of a galaxy edge to it with the way you had the world kind of built with all these planets. Well, maybe not do the planet, but like, not do a galaxy three. But you know what I mean with a bigger world that wasn't filled with collectibles, but it was just filled with excessive exploration and grand awe. And when then when you got something, you actually feel like you achieved something. I feel like Odyssey doesn't give you that achievement. Now, you can call bullshit on everything I'm saying because I've never played these games. I've only seen them. I've read them. I've watched reviews, and I've watched gameplay and Let's Plays. Okay, so you can call bullshit on everything I'm saying. I got no problem with that. I, just, I can't get into it. And then Breath of the Wild, I feel, is the opposite problem. You have this huge, huge world with not a lot in it. it. It kind of has an Odyssey problem where all you do is collect moons. In Breath of the Wild, for the most part, there is other things going on. For the most part, it's just the shrines, and the shrines everywhere. And eventually, they run out of creative ideas for shrines, and you do a lot of like repetition. You do a lot of like tests of strength and things like that. So like, why not combine the two? If we had the mass of things that Odyssey had going for it with the different varieties and ways to get moons, even if they were like really silly, easy things, but there's a variety in the way to get moons put that in a world as big as Breath of the Wild, I think we would have had a, a little, something a little more solid to work with. And even at least with the Zelda franchise, when you did Breath of the Wild, okay, yeah, it's a really cool game being open world. But let's be honest, a lot of us play Legend of Zelda for those dungeons. What, what memorable dungeons are there? And there weren't memorable dungeons. Yeah, you had the Divine Beast, but there was no boss key you had to get. There was no like special item you got in the dungeon that you then used in the overworld. Like There was no connection between any like mini dungeon to the overworld. And then there was no heart containers. You just got those spirit orbs that you then turned into hearts or you turned into a stamina gauge. You know, Legend of Zelda, they're trying something new. Odyssey tried something a little new. I commend them for it. I think it's great. You do want to expand. You also want to think maybe about your past where you're going. But they, ha they I don't think they can fully do it. I would like them to because I would have been more interested in Breath of the Wild if it had a few more dungeons in there that, and it felt a little more zelda Instead of just being that big exploration game, it didn't feel as Zelda-y and, you know, to me, changing market, though. You know, we got to look forward at what are people doing nowadays 
what's the technology looking at? And yeah, for like someone like me with some nostalgic classic glasses on, yeah, it'd be great to just have another classic Zelda game that just looks different and has a few maybe additions to it, maybe a little extra overworld stuff, some different items that we haven't seen before. However, they got to look at the new market and what are kids into today? Well, PUBG, big open world. You know, Skyrim is still a big hit, a big open exploration world. GTA V is still a big hit, a big explorative world. So maybe that was Nintendo's thought. I can't say for sure, but that might have been their thought. They looked at some popular games that were going on nowadays and tried to make something like that to to still catch an audience. To still, you know, it's Legend of Zelda, so old Legend of Zelda players will still pick it up. Definitely. I know a lot of people did that. They're like, I love Zelda, so I'm picking this game up anyway. So you have those people. And then you have new people to the market who might have never played Zelda, but they're familiar with the gameplay style because of how the market's been going, and they pick it up. Odyssey, well, it's a Mario game, so everyone knows Mario. Everyone's played Mario, so they don't have to change much compared to Zelda. I don't know. I I can't... You know, honestly, this is, this is not so much a rant. It's just turning into a thought of what's the industry doing for us? Where do I see myself? And am I just an old fool who just loves the games of the past still and is just going to be stuck there for eternity? Maybe. A lot of the games I've been picking up on Steam are a lot of, like, cheaper, small indie games. Like, you know, I talked about Crypt of the Necrodancer, and Crypt of the Necrodancer is very straightforward mechanics. It's a roguelike, which I kind of like, but it's pixelated graphics. It's really cool, a really good soundtrack, my God. And it's pixelated graphics. It's going back to those games I kind of loved when I was a kid, like the arcade-style games, pixelated graphics of the NES, Super NES, and even the Sega Genesis when they are getting a little more fancy with things. I, I like those kind of games. Those kind of games draw my attention. I like those simplistic styles. Enter the Gung is another one. It's bullet hell roguelike. However, it still kind of has like that kind of cool little edgy, old-school, pixelated style to it. And that's going to draw my attention right away. Unique artwork gets my attention, or artwork that just is a homage to the past. Hell, Crash Bandicoot Insane was the first like next-gen, I guess you could say, like the the new... like high graphic quality HD game was the first one I've ever purchased and played. I've always played older stuff. Like I, I and when it came out, I mentioned it during that, that episode that I bought a brand new laptop to handle it and to play that game alone. Nostalgia glasses. It's a fr- franchise. I love It's a character. I love it's coming back. Hell yeah. I want to jump on that. So I'm, I'm going to tie it back. I want to, I want to tie it back and just ask everyone else, you know, who's joining me and who's listening that question again is of why, you know, why are you playing games? My, my answer is the memory, the experience I have, the fun of it. Like I remember having fun. I remember experiencing something. I'll always go back and play Valkyrie Chronicles every now and then. I'll always go back and play Paper Mario Thousand Year Door here and there. I'll always go back and play Dead Space 1. I'll always go back and play Rocket Knight Adventures. I'll always go back and play some Mass Effect. I will always go back because there is something those games did for me that I remember that I loved to death. Whether they taught me something and helped me experience something or in terms of like Double Dash, it's just I had a fun time with some very close friends. And I will always go back to those games. It does not matter what comes out in the future. I'm going to go back all the time. And so everyone else, I ask you that. I think... Some of you may have a similar answer to me, having a fun time and a good time just going back and enjoying the games that we used to always play as a kid. Maybe your answer to why is just for the thrill and the 
enjoyment of maybe it's not so much you're having memories of good games of the past. You're just enjoying the thrill of what's new. You know, it's an ever expanding market that there's always something new to experience with the genres and with the industry because they're always trying to compete. They're always trying to expand. They're always trying to do something better. Like hell, when motion controls were first released, everyone tried to do some sort of motion controls. Xbox Connect came out. It was complete shit, but they tried to compete with the Wii and what the Wii was doing because that was a new thing. And now a lot of consoles have some sort of motion control built into their controls for that very reason because that's just the new thing. Now everyone's looking at VR and try, you know what kind of VR stuff's going on out there and there's some companies just looking at VR games. So maybe that's your why. Maybe that's the answer to your why is just I like where it's going. I want to experience what they have for me. To each their own. I simply say whatever your answer is to the why, it's something that you hold to your heart and that you respect it. Respect whatever your decision is. Respect why you're deciding to play games, no matter what they are. Respect yourself and be happy with it. I mean, if you spend a couple bucks, like I've been spending a couple hundred bucks on Malifaux, but you know what? I have fun with the game and it gives me good times. So I respect myself enough not to drop three, four hundred dollars that I can't afford on a bunch of stuff right away. I know I'm going to take time, and so I'll do that, but I'm going to have fun doing it. Make sure you do that. Don't ruin the experience. If you buy into a bad game, don't let that ruin the thrill or the memory or the enjoyment or whatever it is that your answer is. If you play a bad game, don't let it ruin your feeling of playing games. Don't let it ruin the answer to your question of why do I play. Instead, use it as a way to reinvigorate yourself. You know, I, I pre-ordered Dead Space 3. wasn't too good. I got into Evolve. <sighs> I got into Evolve. I still go back and play games. I mean, I'm, I'm putting my, my money into Phoenix Point right now, which is a revival of the XCOM franchise. If you've never played Phoenix Point, check it out. I pre-ordered it simply because I got a discount for it. And it was like 60 bucks for the pre-order, and I'm in the alpha stage right now where I'm checking out like alpha gameplay of it. You know, just because I pre-ordered in the past doesn't mean I'm not going to ever do it again. I'm I'm putting it out there every now and then because I know that if from what I've seen so far, Phoenix Point is a rehash of XCOM, and I enjoyed XCOM when it came out. When they did the reboot of Enemy Unknown, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'm going to look into Phoenix Point because it reminds me of that. I didn't let the pre-ordering of Evolve or the pre-ordering of Dead Space ruin my, my answer of memorable gaming. I just recollected myself put a little extra research out there and watched a few things and then looked into it. So don't ever, don't ever, ever, ever ruin your experience or your enjoyment of playing games. You know, this is season one talking about why games are great and what makes certain games special. If some of the games I talked about were games you played and you agree with me, stick to it. If I didn't talk about any games that you enjoy in my episodes, but they made you think of some other games that you really enjoyed, stick with them. Maybe go back and play them a little bit. Think about, you know, gaming. Why we're doing all this stuff. Why we're investing all this. Have fun with it. Playing D&D made me, made me really think about that. I played with some three really good friends, some guys that I rarely see. So having a couple hours to sit down in front of the computer and just hang out with them, it, it's great. So I'm feeling a little nostalgic, and that's what I wanted to do for this episode, is you know, think about that kind of stuff. Also, I wanted to take some time to say that at this point, I think 
pretty much covered everything I could in the sense of what makes games great. I don't want to repeat myself. I kind of like the idea that every episode's a little different, and I always talk about different games in each episode. So instead of going back and rehashing old topics, I think moving forward, we'll look at something new. If an opportunity prevents, uh, arises and allows us to go into the past and talk about old episodes, we'll definitely jump on it. But for now, I think we should see something new going forward. So this being the end of Season 1 and being the ending of Why Are Games Great, I want to say thank you all for joining us through Season 1. And moving on to Season 2, I think it's going to be more of an in-depth look about certain games. Like, why was a certain game great for the market? Why was a game terrible for the market? Or, you know, what, what the history, essentially, of certain games. I think it might be a cool place to go going forward. Also, I know I'm going to say this and potentially bite myself in the ass. For those of you who are listening, I am thinking about reaching out to YouTube and just posting myself on YouTube to get to a bigger audience. So within the next week or so, maybe keep an eye out for that. I'm going to research it and find out how to do it. And as for our next episode, I want to do just a lot of like announcement stuff now. As for next episode, usually I do every Sunday at 8. As you know, I next Sunday... Don't expect an episode from me. Since it's the end of season one, I want to kind of think about season two. I want to take a weekend off to really think about it. Also, coming up next weekend, so, you know, like the end of this week, that Saturday and Sunday, 11th and the 12th, I am going to two excellent things. I am first going to the Long Island Tabletop Expo. I'm catching at a fence place, and I'm going there Saturday to do a lot of, like, tabletop stuff, painting, stuff like that. It's going to be a great time. And immediately after that, on Sunday, I'm going back to the city and going into Manhattan for New York Plays, which is a pretty awesome, I've never done it before, but I just heard about it. It's pretty awesome, just kind of convention type thing where there's just thousands of games, stuff like that. So people come together, like play games, talk about games, meet developers. I guess you can kind of, it's not so much E3, but it's kind of something like that. Just you come together, play a bunch of games, talk to people, hang out, have a good time. And that's happening, I think, all day Sunday. So I want to go with those two things, play some games, have some fun, maybe get some ideas of what to do with season two. So don't expect anything from me next week. Keep an eye out two weeks from now. That is going to be, I'm going to date myself right now, August 19th. That's when you should see the next episode from me. The next major episode. I might do like updates here and there if that's two weeks. And if I find a way to actually make YouTube cooperate with me and post these things on YouTube, I will definitely make bonus content, a quick little like two, three minute announcement to post on Anchor and everywhere else so everyone knows. So to recap, have fun. Enjoy what you do. Enjoy the thrill of gaming. Ask yourself why you're doing this. Find the right answer and keep going. So go out there, kick ass, have fun, happy hunting, and thank you all for joining me for this long. This has been your host, Smart Boy, and I bid everyone a good week.